The Politocrat is brought to you by the great people at Anchor. Anchor is such a great place to go if you want to get started in podcasting. And it's easy and it's free. Anchor, marvelous stuff, marvelous. And I'm so grateful to the folks at Anchor for getting me going with The Politocrat. If you want to get going and be heard on Apple, on Spotify and everywhere podcasts can be, Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to another edition of The Politocrat. I'm Omar Moore. It is Monday, March the 30th. 2020 and this brand new work week is upon us well I don't know how many people are working at the moment because we've got millions of people filing for unemployment claims we have doctors and nurses still without personal protection equipment, PPEs. And we have grocery store workers without adequate PPEs. And all of these individuals, grocery workers, nurses, doctors, other carers, are all putting their lives on the line in the process of saving lives. We have grocery store clerks being abused in various parts of the world, including in England, where one clerk spoke about her ordeal when she simply asked a customer to follow the guidance of social distancing as set out by Boris Johnson. And this particular customer refused and ended up abusing verbally this store clerk who was just simply asking that he step back two meters or six feet. And he refused to. I'm going to do what I want. The government's blowing this out of proportion and then proceeds to Curse her out. I'm not a leper. I'm not a damn this. I'm not a damn that. Blah, blah, blah. Don't you dare say that about me. This is the time to practice compassion and good common sense safety. And it's still the case in various parts of this land and various parts of the UK and elsewhere that people are just inconsiderate. In fact, it's really the UK and the US where this is mostly happening and in South Africa too, on the the African continent. So my thought for this particular day is to express a very profound wish that people behave more selflessly, more humanely, and with 
a deeper degree of care and empathy. So today, I have a question to ask. And maybe somebody can help me answer it. Maybe you can help me answer this question. When will the DNC and the Democratic Party publicly attack Donald Trump on a daily basis on national cable news television. In fact, I've got another question for you. And I've got another question for the DNC. When will the DNC lay out a plan to defeat Donald Trump. We are almost at April. We are likely to be in the situation of being behind closed doors at home, indoors, for at least another six months. It is very possible that we could be deep into September before there is any conversation about whether or not people are going to be going about their business again. And as I've said in numerous iterations of this podcast, there is a real chance that we could still be in this situation at the end of this year, 2020. That is not out of the question. There is almost certainly, in my mind, not going to be a Democratic National Convention this year. Simply because of what is going on with this pandemic. I don't think there's any possible way that either of the conventions, neither the Democratic Convention nor the Republican Convention, can possibly be said to be held this year as they normally are. There's just no way. The Democratic Convention is scheduled for Milwaukee in July. I think that's very, very unlikely. I don't think that's happening. And that's supposed to happen in the middle of July. Now, if the IOC and the Tokyo Prime Minister Shinzo Abe last week could cancel the 2020 Summer Olympic Games, which takes place, starts late July of this year, then how on earth does anybody possibly expect for the Democratic National Convention to go ahead as scheduled in the middle of July? That's not going to happen. So there's going to probably be some kind of remote event that's going to be taking place. And the same goes for the Republicans. But because I'm focusing on the Democrats, my question is, 
What on earth are they waiting for? And having asked that question, I really would like to provide one answer, at least in terms of what they should be doing. And that is to attack Donald Trump right now every day. I think that I made that clear enough. Donald Trump is holding campaign rallies every single day, every single day. And not only is he holding campaign rallies, he's holding campaign rallies that are full of lies. Yesterday, he openly racially abused the journalist and reporter Yamish Alcindor, calling her you people, which is obviously racist. It's obviously racist. And the Twitter sphere was obviously understandably upset. I was one of them. And I vented my frustrations and anger about that on my Twitter handle at the popcorn R E E L. Yes, I made that very, very clear. That that was absolutely racist uncalled for and further epitomizes just how racist this guy is and not only that just how toxic and dangerous he is and I didn't hear quite frankly now to be fair I didn't watch most of them so probably not the best barometer But I didn't hear too many people in the Democratic Party on TV forcefully attacking Donald Trump's racism and Donald Trump himself. I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. And I think that Donald Trump must be held to account this November. Here is the clip, by the way of Yamish Alcindor asking her question and listen to Donald Trump venting and spewing his hatred and racism toward Yamish Alcindor, who is an African-American woman. Listen to this. Two questions. The first is, you said repeatedly that you think that some of the equipment that governors are requesting, they don't actually need. You said New York might need, I, not, I might not need 30,000. You said it on Sean Hannity's Fox News. You said that you might... Why don't you some, people act? Let, let me ask you. You said why some don't state, you act, Why don't you act in a little more positive? It's always trying to my get question you. To you. Get is, you, get you. And you know what? That's why nobody trusts the media anymore. My That's question why people, is, how is that going to impact? Excuse me, you didn't hear me. That's why you used to work for the Times and now you work for somebody else. Look, let me tell you something. Be nice. Don't Mr. be President, threatening. My question Don't is, be threatening. Be nice. Go my ahead. My question is, how is that going to impact how you fill these orders for ventilators or for masks? Your it's not views that they're, they're not, you're not going to, it's not going to impact you at all. We're producing tremendous numbers of ventilators. We're doing a great job on it. Mike Pence, our vice president, has headed up the task force, which has been incredible. The job they've done. We have everybody in the White House working on it. We have 
everybody in the country is working on this in one way or the other. The fact is, we've done a great job of delivering. You've seen the biggest people in the business. I mean, there's nobody even close to this group of people. We had a meeting at three o'clock. It lasted for a long time. It was a That is despicable from Donald Trump. That is despicable from anybody who calls himself or herself a leader, a commander in chief, or dare I even say a president. None of which Donald Trump is. He doesn't behave like any of those. He doesn't act like any of those. And he doesn't fit the title of any of those. I don't care what anybody says. This guy is not a leader. He is not a president and he is not a commander in chief. He is a racist and he is a coward and he is a misogynist and he is a genocider because he is killing Americans. There is no excuse for what you just heard from Donald Trump. No excuse whatsoever. His conduct is reprehensible. His conduct is beneath the office. And he has absolutely no place in that White House. And what I want everybody who hears my voice right now to do is to make sure that they are registered to vote well in advance for this presidential election this coming November and I want everybody to make sure that they vote make sure that they vote democratic in every single race on the ballot especially Senate because we need to win that democratic Senate we need the Democrats to take the Senate back so that Mitch McConnell is not breaking the law and, and absolutely violating the Constitution. We need to have a Senate that is in control of the Democratic Party. And only the Democratic Party can control it. And the only way they can do that is if you vote them in. The Democrats must get a net gain, a net gain of four seats in the Senate this November 3rd. If they do, they will be back in control of the Senate after several years absence. It's up to us and we can do this. It is well within our grasp. So that is what you have to do. Donald Trump sat back for nearly three months before he did a damn thing about this virus in this country. He knew it was coming. We all know about the Washington Post article and we all know about Obama, of course, and, and transitioning out. And there were meetings and the national security staff met with Trump's transition team Obama's national security staff and they told Trump and his team that the biggest thing that they would have to prepare for is a pandemic. Here's our reports. Here's what we've come up with. 
Here are our conclusions. Donald Trump regarded all of that, disregarded it, excuse me. Donald Trump disregarded that information. There were so many other things he disregarded, including published reports by his own team. This team was in place after he got John Bolton to fire Obama's pandemic response team, who would have had the right tools to plan properly to respond to this pandemic. And Donald Trump removed all those people that would have been able to do that. Donald Trump is a murderer as far as I'm concerned. He has blood in his hands. He is absolutely culpable for the deaths of what is going to be thousands upon thousands of Americans. And by the time all is said and done, all is said and done, by the time that happens, there will be many, many Americans dead. Many, many people in this country dead. There is no need for that kind of death toll at all. But the reason why that's going to happen is because Donald Trump didn't do a damn thing. He fiddled like Nero as Rome burned. He fiddled as America died. And this guy, I'm convinced, did this deliberately. I will play for you how the Democrats are countering this in just a moment. Considering relaxing federal guidelines for coronavirus for some of the less affected parts of the country, do you think he should? Well, first of all, let me just say how sad it is that even since the president's signing of the bill, the number of deaths reported has doubled from 1,000 to 2,000 in our country. This is such a very, very sad time for us. So we should be taking every precaution. Uh, what the president, his uh, denial at the beginning uh, was deadly. His delaying of getting... Uh, Equipment to where it's, it continues is delaying getting equipment to where it's needed is deadly. And now I think the best thing would be to do is to prevent uh, more loss of life rather than open things up so that because we just don't know. We have to have testing, testing, testing. That's what we said from the start before we can evaluate uh, what the, the, the uh, nature of it is in some of these other regions as well. I don't know what the purpose of that is. I don't know what the scientists are saying to him. I don't know what the scientists said to him. When did this president know about this? And what did he know? What did he know and when did he know it? That's for an after action review. But as the president fiddles, people are dying. And we have to we just have to take every precaution. That was Nancy Pelosi, the speaker of the House of Representatives here in the United States on Sunday talking to Jake Tapper of CNN on his State of the Union program. Now, quite frankly, I think that the Democrats every day should be putting out State of the Union type responses 
responses to these jokes of press conferences, which are really campaign rallies for Donald Trump's reality TV show and scam. That was Nancy Pelosi, Speaker Pelosi. That was pretty much as strong as it got in terms of a response. Would you call that a strong enough response to someone who is lying daily and his lies killing people daily? He lies just by speaking. He kills people just by speaking. People who take in his lies and believe them because they believe in him without any kind of analysis. If Nancy Pelosi is the strongest voice on this, the Democrats are in quite a load of trouble. I would say. But maybe Joe Biden can uh, say something about all this. Maybe Joe Biden can give us something to really hang on to. What do you say, Joe? What do you say? You know, your campaign put out your, in a critique of, of President Trump and says if he doesn't do these things, you know, he could he could cost lives. Do you think there's already... Do you think there is blood on the president's hands considering the slow response? Or is that too too harsh of a criticism? I think that's a little too harsh. I think what's happening is the failure to, as I watched a, a prelim to your show where someone said that, uh, made, made the phrase, used the phrase that uh, the president just thinks out loud. I don't understand Joe Biden. I don't understand Joe Biden. Now, if you have been a regular listener to these podcasts, you will have known that I have raised a number of objections to Joe Biden. Joe Biden, at present, on March the 30th, 2020 is the Democratic presidential front runner. He is acting like a guy who has lost every single primary this campaign season. His campaign so far has been an absolute non-starter. His campaign manager, Anita Dunn, and the people around her are running a shit show of a campaign. This campaign has not launched yet. And the best that Joe Biden can do when asked whether or not Donald Trump, who literally has waited almost three months before doing anything, has literally said, as Yamish Alcindor pointed out earlier, that New York does not need 40,000 or 30,000 ventilators. This after Governor Cuomo in New York said, hey, look, you know, I need these ventilators and you tell those 26,000 people which 26,000 people are going to die. After all that, after all of that, the best that Joe Biden can do, the very best that he can do is say, 
that Trump does not have blood on his hands, it's a little bit too harsh. Joe Biden right now is appeasing Donald Trump. He is like Neville Chamberlain to Hitler. That is not too harsh. Joe Biden is in a world of trouble here. He's had a horrible last seven or eight days. His campaign has sputtered since he started to win these states. And the campaign and the DNC are hiding him. He has not been vetted. And the corporate news media just will not even discuss Tara Reid's rape allegations against him. Won't even discuss them. Won't even report them. I'm not asking anybody in the corporate news media to pronounce Joe Biden guilty of sin, even though I think he is. The media's job is to just present the information and let the public decide. But of course, we have such a partisan media now that it's all opinion and it's all about the kind of things that will get clicks, that will get advertising revenue going. Joe Biden's response there was inefficient and pathetic. And Chuck Todd even gave him an out. This wasn't about Chuck Todd creating a soundbite. This is about Joe Biden's ineptitude. As a politician, as a front runner. Right now, Joe Biden looks and sounds as if he has his tail between his legs. You had a moment there, Joe, to say, yes, I think... Donald Trump has blood on his hands. And the most embarrassing thing, among many embarrassing things about Joe Biden, and I've talked about them ad infinitum, including that disastrous showing on that town hall last Friday with Anderson Cooper. The most disastrous thing, I mean, is that this guy does not even have a clear message about anything. And he can't even articulate the severity of this situation we're in. This is a genocide in the midst of a pandemic. And Joe Biden cannot bring himself to say, yes, Donald Trump has blood on his hands. The Democratic Party at large can't bring themselves to say that. Where are all of these Democrats? Where are the 20 plus Democratic presidential candidates who have now dropped out? Where are they? I don't see any of them on a daily basis on television responding forcefully, aggressively to these lies that Donald Trump tells. I don't see any of them on TV right after that lie fest that goes on every day. I don't see any of these Democrats making television statements. And I'm talking about a quick interview. I'm talking about getting on television live from wherever you are, get the media to cover you, and have them beam your message all over the place right after that press conference is over with. Why aren't Democrats doing that? We are almost at April and what we have right now is a guy lying and his lies are going largely unchallenged and 
responded to by the Democratic Party. And when they do respond, they respond very tamely. The statements are milk toast. What Joe Biden needs to do now is get the people who have been falling in line behind him to start sharpening the knives of attack right now against Donald Trump. Don't wait until July. You need to be doing this now. Every single Democrat does. Every single last one. And I think it's criminal for the Democratic Party to sit back while you've got people dying. All of these Democratic candidates that are now dropped out, where are they? Where is Elizabeth Warren on television live right after those lies that Trump tells every day? Where? Where's Julian Castro? Where is George, uh, excuse me, not George. Where is John Hickenlooper? Where is, I, I mean, look, I know that Jay Inslee is busy. I know that Bill de Blasio is busy. But where are these other candidates? Where's Beto O'Rourke? John Delaney, Tim Ryan. Tim Ryan is in the House of Representatives. Best of mind, Marlo, she still is. Where is his voice? He had Thomas Massey being an ass last week, and he was all over television. Where, where is Tim Ryan giving a statement in, in rebuttal to these lies that we hear daily at his campaign rallies, at Trump's campaign rallies, his re-election rallies. Where's Bill Clinton? Where's Hillary Clinton? Where's Barack Obama, for God's sakes, the president? Where is the former president of the United States? I mean, getting on Twitter at this point is not good enough. Not good enough. Pete Buttigieg, where's he gone to? Missing in action. Is he on a milk carton somewhere? Where are all these people? I understand Amy Klobuchar has got a lot on her plate at the moment. But where's Kamala Harris? She should be front and center on television. Elizabeth Warren, all of them. And they aren't. They need to be blitzing the airwaves and preferably on TV, on cable, live, right after this guy finishes speaking. That's what should be going on in this country right now. Because right now, Trump's lies are permeating the air and poisoning it, and poisoning the minds of many people in this country, including people who have literally died for this guy, listening to his lying campaign rallies about that stupid drug that has no FDA approval, chloroquine, or whatever it's called. And there was the ingredient chloroquine in this fish tank food cleaner. This fish tank cleaner that a husband and wife actually ingested a teaspoon of each. And hey, presto, just like that, the husband died. And the wife, well, she's fighting for her life right now in the intensive care unit. They had watched Trump's press conference. 
many times. Where are the Democrats? This is what happens, not only when you have people who are misinformed and lied to continuously like this, but this is also what happens when Democrats do not lead, when Democrats do not push back effectively enough, aggressively enough, constantly enough, strong enough. This is a national emergency in a pandemic. And if the Democratic Party, which is the opposition party, in the United States, cannot come up stronger than these two responses that I've just played to you in the last few minutes, then we are in some big trouble here in this country. We already are in big trouble, but I'm talking about response-wise from the politicians who oppose Donald Trump. And right now, all of them, including those on the Republican side who oppose Trump, need to step forward. We need Colin Powell to step forward we need George W. Bush. Both of those two are war criminals. We need them to step forward right now and start to gain a modicum of respect again, if, if there's such a thing. Where is Michelle Obama, by the way? I mean, where are all of these people? Where's Elon Omar? Where's AOC? Bernie Sanders is out there, but he's not going to get covered in substantial degrees. I mean, he is on television. But he's not getting covered enough. And while Bernie has spoken out, he needs to be even more forceful. Where are all these Democrats? They spend so much time, much more energy, fighting themselves, fighting themselves on the stage, throwing food at each other in the food fight debates, falling all over each other, attacking each other so much more vigorously on that debate stage than they are now attacking Trump. And Trump is killing people, killing people with his lies, with his deliberate, deliberate decisions not to give ventilators to the places that need them the most. You have a Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, who gave seven or eight million masks, and I'm gonna say that again because I said it yesterday, seven or eight million masks and PPEs to China, a dictator's country, a communist country. And then you had Trump, the, you know, that was back in February. And then just last week, at the beginning of last week or the week before, Trump wrote a letter to Kim Jong-un, another dictator and a communist, a dictator, an autocrat, a murderer, Oh, I'll help you out. Would you like some help? Kim Jong-un, would you like some help? He hasn't written to any of these states' governors. Which governors in which states has he written to, to the best of your knowledge, that we know of? Instead, he tells the states' governors, well, you've got to be nice to me if you want help. He didn't say that to Kim Jong-un. He didn't say that to... President Xi in China. These are two dictators who have committed all kinds of human rights abuses in their countries. He is so nice to dictators, isn't he? And since he is a dictator himself or a petty dictator, 
a narcissistic one, then you would probably expect this. But this is disgraceful. All these PPEs going to China months ago, weeks ago, weeks and weeks ago, and we've got doctors and nurses here, doctors here wearing garbage bags for protection, wearing Halloween masks. This is fourth world, fourth world. And for the Democrats to just sit back is despicable in my view. And not to attack and do so with the utmost urgency and with the passion and enthusiasm and the concern that is needed and do so in real time in a state of the union type response speech is really despicable. People are dying in these Democrat states, in these Democrats' own states, in their own backyards. And the best that they can do is bring us Joe Biden and Speaker Nancy Pelosi as the attack dogs. Wow. Absolutely shocking. It must be better than this. Thank you very much for listening to this edition of The Politocrat. I'm Omar Moore.